I think I'm going out of my bazookies. Mm-hmm. Calm down. Go on. Calm, 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 calm down. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Talk the Line. I'm Jen Long. This season, we're talking to artists about their passions during lockdown. And on this episode, I'm joined by an incredible artist, activist, and captivating entertainer, Beverly Glenn Copeland. Shall I well, kick things off and welcome you to the podcast? I think the topic was nature as a living, breathing art form. Well, actually, no. <laughs> I thought that was going to be the topic until I really reread. I had the time, finally, to reread what it is that um, this podcast is supposed to be about in terms of finding the thing that in COVID, you suddenly have found something again that you once were passionate about or whatever, or and, and you're more, you're able to really get into it, right? Well, let me, let me read it. Let me read it. This is what it says. Details, discussing nature as a living, breathing art form. And from that perspective, Yes, that's what I thought I was going to do. But then under it, it says the podcast is about passions. And this series, they are focusing on passions that people have either discovered or leaned into during lockdown, right? So far, they've recorded the likes of Dodie on knitting, Julian Baker on trail running, and blah, 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 jigsaw puzzles. So in this case, when I really had time to read about it, which wasn't until this morning, all right? That's how busy my life has been. So I sat down and I knew I needed to really think about this. And at first I went nature and I thought, no, 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 no. It's about singing the day. Singing the day. So I have to explain to you what singing the day is, okay? Years ago, when I was raising kids with my partner at that time, I would sing everything that was going on from one minute to the next, right? And the kids began to refer to it as me singing the day. Well, I realized that since I've gotten here during this time of being alone and, you know, not being able to see many people or whatever, I've kind of relaxed into myself. And all of a sudden, I have started singing the day again from minute to minute. I could tell you that uh, comedy is one of the the great things of my life. I actually wanted to be a comedian when I was a child. And I was always doing these comedy shows and stuff, right? And I've gotten a chance to do comedy, you know, a couple of times, more more than a couple of times, a lot when I was doing the Mr. Dress Up show, which is a kid's television show for 20 years, right? So I got to do a lot of comedy, right? Which is one of the things that I love. And I love especially anything that has comedy that revolves around children. But in this case, I started making up these songs. And because I'm into comedy, the songs are really wacky. But they're about whatever's going on from one minute to the next, but they're totally wacky. Right? <laughs> they're not like, and now the day is long, the day is busy. It's not like that. It'd be something like, Oh, the day is busy. Oi, 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 the day is busy. Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> or or the, the, that would be the day. But in, in, the, in, in a moment, like, okay, I think I'm going out of my bazookies. Mm-hmm. Calm down. Go on. Calm, 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 calm down. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Stuff like that, right? Now, now, those are not particularly good examples, but that's the thing about it. It ain't. <laughs> It ain't anything that you want anybody else to hear, particularly. It's just the joy that I have in doing it. And then the really interesting thing is, 
My wife is a multidisciplinary uh, artist, and she is brilliant in many, many, many disciplines. She's a published writer. Well, that was the, the first she started out with dance. So she studied dance as a, she studied classical dance, but she ended up professionally doing uh, things that, were, that had to do with dance, but that were not classical, right? She was a professional singer for many years, and she was a professional improv. Uh, she traveled with a, a, a company called Second City back in the day, which is like the improv of all time, right? Yeah, that's big. Like Chicago. Yes, that's right. Yeah, is that like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler were part of Second City? I really didn't get a chance to listen to them, except occasionally when they were on, on television or something, right? right but yeah. they had a television series, but they also had folks that, that went out all around the country, around the United States or in Canada, whatever, and, and actually brought Second City and improv specifically to audiences all, all, all around the place. So she traveled, she did that because she's a brilliant improv artist, right? And then the first book that she ever wrote won a national award. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. So the thing of it is, is that she loves comedy. So I sing the day, blah, 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 on and on and on. But she's busy, 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 right? She's busy, but she's got so many things going on. But in the evening, we get into a total comedy routine around singing the day. And it is riotous because we just go on and on. And it's absolutely stupid. And, and hysterical. I mean, the two of us, like, sometimes we'll, we'll hit some particularly good, I mean, sometimes it's just awful, but I mean, but, you know, but, we, but that's part of it. If, if it's awful, then we're laughing about that, right? And, you know, she makes all these caustic comments like, mm, mm, excellent. <laughs> if I'll come up with something that's particularly bad, right? It's like, anyway, but if it's, if it's particularly good, we will end up screaming in laughter for easily five or 10 minutes. <laughs> so, so, so that's really, really, that's my passion. And that's what I've rediscovered, this joy in singing the day. Right, so when you first started singing the day when you were looking after your children, mm -hmm. right, was that kind of a way to help them process what was going on or was it something that was kind of bringing you a little bit of, uh, joy on a different level to them you know you're kind of like laughing at the silliness and they're just enjoying the music or was it something that was kind of helping them learn at the time like where did it originate it didn't have anything to do with helping them do anything it just came out of my mouth and they loved it <laughs> it's just like you know I mean I would be like at that particular time my partner was the one going out and making money out in the world and I would go out and do occasional concerts and stuff, but my, my career was not, you know, was, it was not happening at all to speak of. So um, I would do a concert every once in a while or something like that. But mostly I was the person at home. I was cooking and I was taking care of the kids. And they, no, I mean, not that she wasn't taking care of the kids, she was. But I was with them more for long periods of time. It was just a way to be with them and enjoy whatever it was that we were doing or weren't doing, or, you know, just, they were just around. And so I would just, you know, I would just be singing away whatever was going on. Like I'm making dinner and then I'd start singing about the hamburgers that they insisted that they needed to have. And some don't ask me why it was like, they suddenly decided they needed a, a diet of only hamburgers. So <laughs> that's what kids are like, you know, they, they just, they have different needs at different times. And so you just kind of go with it, right? 
And so yeah. by singing it, you're kind of just making fun of it for yourself, but they're loving it so much that it's this thing that yeah. becomes. At that time, it was just about enjoying being with them. And because I'm a, I'm a person who thinks musically, I mean, I started singing. My mother says that I started singing, and I think all kids do this too. But she said that when I was about six or seven, seven months or something, if I was in my crib or whatever, carriage or wherever I was, just being a kid of that age, right? If the radio got turned on or music was turned on, I would start to sing, according to my mom. I just started, I would just start making, you know, you know, but little you know, <laughs> type of sounds. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't have any recollection of that, of course. My mother used to sit at the piano, she said, when I was in utero, so that she could turn me into a musician. So I was hearing music in utero every day and up close and personal <laughs> because she would be at the piano doing that, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I have genetics on both sides of my family. There are musicians, people who excelled in music on my mother's side and on my father's side. So both of them, genetically, there's a genetic setup that I would, you know, possibly be a musician anyway, whether she did that or not. But then you have that being reinforced, right? So I'm hearing, you know, in utero, I'm hearing music all the time, right? It's funny because I feel like when parents really want their kid to be something, the child tends to rebel and do the opposite thing that the parent wants to do. So it's wonderful that you just actually took to it. Your parents must have been so pleased. Well, they were. They were thrilled. You know, my parents were both educators and highly educated themselves. And I would have expected them to say, go out, get a degree in, you know, education or mathematics or something, or, you know, not that mathematics, I would never have been able to get a degree in mathematics, but that's okay. My father had a degree in mathematics, but it, I didn't get those genes. So, so I expected, you know, I would have expected them to say, go out and get educated so that you can get, you can hold down a full-time job with the education. Because in those days you could hold down a full-time job with education. Today that's, people with degrees are very often marginalized in the workforce, relatively speaking, and not given opportunities. You know, they, it's, it's kind of like one contract to the not, another. There's very little security in it except in some fields but I would have expected that but they didn't do that and then kind of moving into lockdown present day I mean I guess just in, in terms of the context of your lockdown like you had your fundraiser you said at the start you know with all your tour dates cancelled that you and your wife were going to be virtually homeless and then before we started recording this interview you mentioned you now bought a house in Nova Scotia which is fantastic congratulations like, it must have been a really strange 12 months for you. Oh, the, the stress level was, people around the world have more stress than I experienced, for sure. My wife and I consider ourselves to be very fortunate, really. Even when all of those things were going on, we considered ourselves to be fortunate relative to the suffering that many people have experienced around the world. They say that moving is one of the most stressful things. Maybe the death of a loved one is more stressful or the death of a child would be more stressful. But aside from those incredibly heart-rending situations, moving is considered to be the most stressful. <laughs> well, okay. So 
<laughs> we moved three times in a, in a, in the course of a year or less, much less actually. Our physical bodies were undergoing a lot because right now movers are charging phenomenal amounts of money. So we weren't able to make use of movers in a complete way at all. There was a lot of things we had to do on our own. But also just in terms of the nervous system of homelessness, relatively speaking, and that time of having to move so many times, our nervous systems were actually, you know, flipping out, right? And our physical bodies were starting to flip out because when your nervous system is flipping out, your physical body starts having all these different um, problems and, and symptoms and this and that. And, you know, you, and you go to a really good naturopath or really fine healer. And that's the first thing they'll tell you. It's like, yeah, your memory loss has to do with stress. Your this pain and this pain and this pain here and that that all has to do with stress, right? Yeah. So yeah, so we um, yeah, we went through a very stressful time. Yeah. And um, it, it showed up in um, physical and and mental ways. Yeah. And and at what part of that period did you start singing the day was it do you think it's something that came from oh no that didn't happen until after uh we arrived at this house that we had purchased right and the house itself it's in old mountains so they're not high 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 mountains but they're old mountains overlooking the ocean called the and a portion of it is the bay of fundy which has these tides that are 42 feet high they come in twice a day, real fast. Yeah. I think it's uh, 30 billion tons of, of water comes in twice a day, really fast, and goes out really fast. And it's an extraordinary place. I mean, it's an extraordinary body of water. It's, it's just the ocean, but there's something about where it is and, and what it's up against, or what, and, and I don't even really understand why. And, it, and it'll go way out and it'll look like, oh, wow, I can go walking out, out, you know, because it goes way out, right? So it goes like, you know, you can go walking if you want to, but all the locals, anybody that knows anything about this, this water will say, do not go past this point. If you can see that point, right? Do not go out for more than this much time because when it comes in, it will come in so fast, you might drown. So is, yeah. it, is it kind of this new environment that you think has sparked this feeling in you, this sudden desire to start singing the day, like something that just kind of came out of your subconscious and suddenly, yes, yes, oh, hello, was, you're back again. It, it, was, it was the environment, but it was also the sense of being in a place of great beauty, physically great beauty, but also no longer needing to, I could, we could start calming down because we no longer had to concern ourselves with having to move, right? I wonder whether part, I mean, feel free to tell me I'm completely wrong, but uh, people say that sometimes raising children can be quite a lonely experience because you're there without another adult for certain periods of time throughout the day. And I think for a lot of people, lockdown has been quite an isolating experience. Yes, very much. You're just yeah. home by yourself and you don't see people for two, three days. And yeah. I have definitely started talking out loud to myself and to my cat. So, so much more than I ever did before. Right. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that's 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 a, an experience that you know many millions of people are are having. 
right? Yeah. Is that um, you start talking to yourself if you're by yourself, right? Or you're yakking the head off of someone if you happen to be in a partnership and the partnership is, you know, your partner may love you to pieces, right? This is a joke that we have. And we've been comparing notes with, with, with some other folks recently. It's, it's just like, oh, I love you so much. I wish there was four more doors. <laughs> would it be possible or or one one person said to me how come i never notice that you breathe that loud <laughs> <laughs> did, did you always breathe that loud <laughs> so, yeah. Like, it's like, yeah so it's um it's, it's pretty funny from that perspective you know it's it's very intense yeah so do you think part of your evening improv is to do with finding the fun and kind of seeing the silly side of what can be quite an impactful situation? Totally. Oh, absolutely. There's no topic that's, that's sacred. <laughs> we explore absolutely everything. And, you know, the way we explore it, it it's like, mm, there definitely are not things that we could publish, <laughs> you know, because we... We just go off the deep end and have a blast about it. So t- talk me through it. Like, how does it start? Are you collecting notes through the day? Do you both come to the table? With no, 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 no. It, this is totally spontaneous improv. This has nothing to do with thinking about it during the day. Like, b- both of us are sensitive to when our blood sugar goes down. So right around dinner time, our blood sugars are, are, are plummeting. So we have our grumpy time. <laughs> but we laugh about it, but, you know. It's like, it's just that we're both hungry, right? But we know that. So in a funny kind of way, we really enjoy the grumpy time because we can really let go, knowing that, of course, it's not going to remain, right? But then once we get out of that, right, we go into serious, the serious side of, of really having fun. How does it work? Are you both singing things to each other? Do you do the like Im- improv when they're like scene, you know? <laughs> or is, is it very like spontaneous? No, it's just, it's Sorry, just, it, and it's usually on the late, late evening because normally what we do is um, we will engage in, some, in something for the early part of the um, middle part of the evening after dinner. We're, we're both Buddhists, so we have Buddhist prayers that we do sort of after dinner. Would there are like certain programs that we'd like? to watch and then after that period of time we just suddenly find ourselves going for it right and and what it'll be like i might just just start singing something or she might just start singing something and then we'll harmonize and and then and and we'll harmonize over it and then and then take it places and and sometimes we take it places which you know, as I say, where we're laughing for the next 10 minutes. And sometimes we take it places where we're going like, oh, that is so bad. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> that's really awful. Because <laughs> the harmony is terrible or the words, the, the makeup words that we're saying are not, they're not good, right? They're, they're really poor. But then we have lots of fun laughing about how bad they are. Just as much as fun as we have laughing about how good they are, it sometimes they are, you know? So, yeah. Sounds really lovely. It sounds like a really nice way of like processing things that have happened in the day or kind of like bringing up things that you might have on your mind or you might be feeling and just letting it go and having fun with it. Yes, that's exactly right. Yes. Well, I really hope that in this evening's improv, 
singing the day session that there's a little bit about this podcast in there <laughs> oh there will be you can be sure that's a wonderful yeah. accolade thank you so much you're so welcome <laughs> Jen, you're welcome oh, i've had a wonderful time talking to you it's been an absolute pleasure oh thank you i have had a wonderful time talking with you too the reissue of glenn's seminal work keyboard fantasies is out now Original music by Bright Light, Bright Light. Produced by Paul Bridgewater. Thanks for listening. See you next time.